How is your health at the moment? What about stress levels? Did you realize that your job that you do can affect your mood? Your mood can affect your health. And chatting today to the amazing Elaine Godley, I learned so much. She's coming back for another show uh, already on the 13th of February, but I need to get her back for more because this lady knows so much. She tells us today how she beat cancer three, four times. She also told us how she fixed her broken kidneys. She's an incredible woman. She's got an incredible story and she gives us so much value. So get on here, listen to the amazing Elaine Godley. But before we do that, please, 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 can you subscribe? Tell other people about this podcast and it just helps us grow. So without any further hesitation, here is the lovely Elaine Godley. We are live and she's back. Elaine, don't do that to me. <laughs> that was a scary moment, wasn't it? That was a really scary moment. Absolutely. Anyway, you're here now. Um, so welcome to the show. Um, happy New Year. You too. For anybody that doesn't know you, give us a quick introduction. Okay, I don't know what's wrong with this camera, but it looks like I'm looking up in the ceiling. Um, I might have to fiddle about with it. Um, yeah, so I'm um, I'm living in the Algarve in Portugal, and I love it absolutely. I've been here four years, love it to pieces. I'm a master health mentor, and I help uh, particularly accountants and lawyers to fix their health and well-being. Um, I was a, an accountant. No, I wasn't an accountant. I was a chief operating officer at Ernst and Young some years ago, and so I've worked a lot with accountants and also other organisations. Um, and I know how stressful it is, so. I'm now retrained as a health and wellbeing mentor um, many years later and um, keep people on the road, so to speak, or help them to reverse serious illness or better still not get it, get it in the first place. That's my aim. Yeah, prevention is so much better than cure, isn't it? Exactly. Stitching time saves nine and all that malarkey. Yeah, no, fantastic. So th there's a, there's an awful lot to unfold here. Um, right, so just uh, hello, Zoe. So I, I guess you know. Um, Hi, Zoe. Yes, yeah. And uh, the lovely Pavel is also here. So if anyone's got any questions for Elaine, then please, please uh, get in touch. Um, so what normally happens, I have a little chat backstage, but then it all fell apart. So we didn't have a chance to. Is there anything I can't ask you? No, nothing. Oh, that's, that's all right. That's all right. No problem. You've, you've got a very interesting story. Um, do you want to let us know a little bit about your story of your, your yeah, about, about beating cancer or something? Yes, yeah, well, I've had four different versions of cancer and I've also beaten the kidney disease I was born with that wouldn't wasn't detected till in my early 20s and told it was incurable and I'd be on medication for life, um, which I believed because I was brought up to believe the doctors. Um, white coats know what they're doing, don't they? Uh, actually, no, they don't. They follow books, they follow rules and regulations, they follow the big pharma medication um, Bibles. Um, but anyway, I didn't know that at the time, so I dutifully went along taking antibiotics for over 23 years, can you believe? Wow. And, um, imagine the, the damage that that did to my body. And then in um, my mid-40s, I'm, I'm 67 um, in, a, in a couple of weeks' time. So my mid whoa, 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 shut the door. Shut the door. Right. Any of you listening on the podcast cannot see what I'm looking at, but you don't look 67. You I don't, don't behave look Thank you for that. I don't behave it either and have no intention of do, behaving do, do, you know, do you think that's the thing, Elaine? 
actually acting your age? Do you think that's why some people age? Yes, I do. And a lot of people my age, they're boring old farts, never been anywhere, never done anything. They've um, Obviously, I'm hugely generalising and I don't wish to offend anybody, but it's, it's, it's fact. When I look around, um, I went on the dating scene recently, coerced by friends, well-meaning friends. Uh, we had a, an absolute laugh and a hoot because everybody my age, you know, they look in their 80s. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. So they, did, did you go on tin, did you go on Tinder? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, um, I, I can't. It was a local thing here in Portugal. Then it was a complete and utter waste of time. And um, yeah, no, I shan't be doing that again. Thank you very much. I've had oh, three husbands. That's quite enough. Thank you very much. Um, oh, not, I missed that. Say that again. I've had three husbands. That's quite enough. Um, I'm right, okay. the problem, not them. Yeah, <laughs> I get bored very easily, and uh, I need a lot of. Uh, um, I, love, I need intellectual stimulation and, you know, people, a lot of my peers at school, they've, they haven't been out of the village type of thing, you know. Um, many have travelled and done exceedingly well, but uh, a lot of them haven't. And I just, life's too short. We've got one life. And when you're told that you're going to die, which I was in 2015, I was given less than a year to live with stage four cancer. Um, so I beat the kidney disease in my mid-40s naturally i was introduced to a chiropractor and a nutritionist and i learned all about the spine and how important it is to have our spine in alignment because our spine connects to every muscle and joint and not joint and muscle and um, tendons and tissues and everything in our body and the nutrition we can pretty much reverse anything and everything by looking at our nutrition our lifestyle hormone balances and uh, stress levels you know the whole thing so it's it's not a one-size-fits-all, everybody's different. And um, I can tell now by looking at somebody's behaviour pattern, and um, we're going to be talking about disc profiling on another occasion, um, but the disc profiling work that I do, I can tell by looking at somebody's disc profile, if they're close to burnout, if they've exceeded burnout, what's likely to be wrong with them, what symptoms they've got, and... and... Oh, my goodness. So so prior to the show, so, so when, when I first met Elaine... Um, she's got this amazing story and so we're going to come on and talk about stuff today for accountants and bookkeepers but we've also booked in another another show for the 13th of february and uh i said that i was going to do a disc profile and then you're going to you're going to reveal it to me live now i'm quaking in my boots <laughs> so that is going to be a good show i look forward to that so let's go back a, a, a little bit go back a little bit so you had a kidney disease that you're born with yep you get to your 20s you're not feeling very well what's what sort of symptoms are you having okay so i was a competitive swimmer in my teens i represented my county uh, at national level and i was training twice wow. a day so i was in a chlorinated pool twice a day training and from time to time i would get projectile vomiting or water work infections depending which way my kidneys decided to um, tell me that there was a problem and I kept getting misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis. And then eventually I got blue lighted to an isolation ward in a hospital in London. And they thought I had typhoid and I had to, everybody with the hazmat suits on and everything. And wow. they were quite unkind to me. They were horrible. Um, anyway, eventually got a diagnosis, uh, something called medullary sponge kidneys, uh, which is rare today still. And in those days, um, well, I think I, I would imagine that the doctors would still tell you today that it's incurable, but it's not. So I learned about diet, lifestyle, 
etc and also hair mineral analysis so I have my hair analysis going back over 20 years when I first got involved with this and started fixing my kidneys and by changing my diet my lifestyle um what I was eating drinking you know the whole the whole bit stress levels etc and chiropractic care on my back um that fixed my kidneys and my kidneys work better now than the average person so after 23 years I took myself off of the the medication and um there we are I was on the three-week rotating cycle of antibiotics can you believe it was just ridiculous and when I had my daughter I was in hospital for 10 weeks because of regulating the medication um so as not to affect her but wow. um, that's life we live and learn so that was my first foray over 20 years ago into health and well-being and then over the years I've been chief executive of a number of different law firms and run different divisions for accountancy practices and I've learned from the inside out how stressful the professional services arena is and I've seen all around me the health and well-being piece go down the toilet basically so over the years I've tapped back into my um, knowledge that I, I picked up when I was working with these these um, specialists and um, I've since retrained and I'm a biohacker and multi award winning actually uh, health and well-being mentor and I link it with the disc profiling because although the disc profiling is predominantly for businesses and teams and so on and so forth um, I've, I've I've got my own version um, which you will we'll, we'll use with you for the next program and it's about looking at how the health um, um, that our health is determined by how we behave so when we behave in certain ways we bring on certain behaviors we bring on certain um conditions our body reacts in certain ways so we'll we'll talk about that some you know a bit later on i expect uh, this is fascinating okay so you're bimbling on with your life well, I, I i can't imagine you bimbling i i you're, you're living you're living your life and yeah. then you you start feeling poorly. You go to the doctors, and they tell you it's cancer. What? Well, tell us a little bit about that then. Um, well, I had a mammogram, which I never in a million years would have again now. But um, it was uh, in two thousand and eight, and I had a mammogram, and I was told that I had full um, my both breasts were full of what what could only be described as Star Wars pictures. So up on the screen, there's all these sparkly bits, which basically is calcium calcium deposits. And they said, oh, it's, it's perfectly normal, but you've got more than the average person. Uh, we'll keep an eye on you and we'll call you back in the year. Well, I went back to the GP surgery. They have one of these mobile units in the car park. And um, within 24 hours, I got called to a hospital saying, you know, Houston, we have a problem. And um, within a matter of weeks, I ended up having a mastectomy and reconstruction. So wow. this time that was in... 2009 that was that was um july 2009 i had a mastectomy reconstruction and um, knowing what i know now as i say i wouldn't have a ma ma uh, mammogram because they are actually banned in sweden because they are dangerous they they misdiagnose they overdiagnose underdiagnose every which way um the the best solution is to have a thermogram or um what do you call that thing the doppler machine they use and um, ultra okay. Yeah, ultrasound right okay or okay. A, a thermography for any any women that's that's listening um but anyway so, I, I, so hang, hang on hang on i need to stop you there now so so any women listening 
we've been conditioned or sorry they've been conditioned that they've got to go and have a mammogram every however many years yeah you're saying go and have a insist insist on well the hospital won't give you a thermography you have to do that privately but it's not that expensive in the scheme of things and the thermography uh, scan basically it's a photograph that they take of you with a special machine and it shows up heat sources and that can detect a problem eight years before a mammogram can when things are detected on a mammogram the the horse is already bolted yeah sure in trouble you know um, but even then, things can be reversed, um, as I've, I've done in my own case and lots of clients I've worked with. Wow. Wow. And so, so that was that was your first brush with cancer? That was my first one, yeah. So that was um, July 2009. So I had a major, major surgery um, and reconstruction. And then intuitively, I felt something was wrong. So in fast forward 2011, and I just had a feeling something was not quite right. And I asked my team, I was under John Radcliffe in Oxford, I asked the team to, to check me out. And what did they find? A grade three tumour in the site of my mastectomy. Now, bear in mind, my right breast, in fact, there's a book on Amazon, my right breast used to be my stomach, uh, which is um, a, a book I wrote some years ago. Not my best work, but it's out there. Um, my right breast used to be my stomach. Yes. So the wow. surgery is called a tramflat procedure. So they take muscle, tissue, skin, etc from your stomach so you end up with a with a, a tummy tuck which is yep. very nice thank you so i ended up with a nice flat tummy um and eventually matching boobs so my, my tummy then got reconstructed to my right breast and um over the years things have gone a bit <laughs> gone a bit south but uh, uh still not bad for you know somebody of my age that's been through what i've been through um but yeah i had that um grade three tumor so that was number two and because i'd had so say this um, revisit, whether it was a, a revisit, was it there all the time? Who knows? It, it, it couldn't be explained. I was uh, frightened into having radiotherapy. And that, oh, I, I declined the chemotherapy, by the way, because it only gave me 6% chance, better chance, and I wasn't going to go through that malarkey. Um, in the meantime, I've been doing a lot of research myself, and it's very evident that chemotherapy doesn't work in many, many cases some cases it does of course but in 97 percent, and that's proven there's reports out there on pubmed which is a giant repository 97 percent. 97 percent of the time chemotherapy does not work what it does it's a sticking plaster that gives you five years and they say five years because that's how long the sticking plaster lasts and okay. you don't get advice on how to change your lifestyle so people just carry on bimbling along in the in the same way that they were before and then you go back five years later and um oh look we've now got stage four something else and of course you know in the meantime it's been wandering around the body because you haven't done anything to stop the metastases which is easy to do when you know what to do it's 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 not difficult it's it's you need to have dedication and focus and really take good look at your you know stop taking in you know with, with an auditor or whatever take stock of your body know what your body what's normal for your body and what isn't normal and then if there's anything not normal get it checked out and um, the more you know your body the earlier you can detect some you know anomaly and, and fix it and everything pretty much you can shake a stick at is reversible of course in time even stage four cancer wow Wow. Okay. You're fine now. 
I'm fine now, yeah, because I went on to have, um, so that's my second one. That's, that's number two, right, okay. And then um, I kept getting lumps and bumps and bits and bobs here and kept having biopsies. Again, now I know I wouldn't have the, all the number of biopsies I had. And they kept on saying, oh, it's it's uh, fat transference from the surgery. Oh, it's it's um, dying cells. It's, it, there was always an excuse and a reason, you know, why a lump and bump was there. Anyway, um, 2015, I had a stage four diagnosis of uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was on the telephone to my daughter one day and I was um, holding the phone. Never hold the phone up to your ears, by the way, anybody that's listening or watching. Always hold the phone in front of you on speaker or use the headphones similar to, you know, to what you're wearing. Um, so I was holding my neck and, and I thought, oh, my God, there was a, an egg-shaped, an egg-sized uh, lump on my neck. So but it I wasn't. Was, it wasn't there the day before. No, it wasn't. Um, wow. There were bits and pieces that were a bit. It was, I was. My body was a bit scratchy, and a couple of other bits and pieces, minor things. Um, but that was like a real wake up. So straight to the doctors, of course, and and literally almost within you know days, I had a stage four diagnosis and told that I wouldn't make the year if I had um, unless I did what they told me to, which was chemotherapy and other you know drugs and things. So by this time, I was pretty much um, down the qualification route of, um, you know, retraining as a nutritionist and biohacker. So um, I thought, right, stuff that for a game of soldiers. I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that game. I um, So I, I literally cut everything out of my life that was toxic, people, places, things, businesses, the whole lot shut down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everything that's toxic. So, so as soon as you say everything that's toxic, we're thinking smoking, um, alcohol, and stuff mm -hmm. like that, processed food. Yeah. You're saying you're saying people, places, and, and environments, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I have a program now. Um, I call it my Perfect Ten Health uh, Program, and I go into the ten areas. Some some years ago, I was a volunteer on a cancer helpline, and I was the, the Wednesday girl. So people would phone this cancer charity uh, when they were first firstly diagnosed. And I would either scrape them off the ceiling or pick them up off the floor, metaphorically speaking, depending mm. on how they've been treated by the hospitals and the doctors, because the way that people are told that they've got a, a diagnosis is horrendous. Um, so obviously I can empathise with, with all of this. Um, and I noticed that there was a pattern. So with the disc profile, I was thinking, well, maybe it's to do with the type of person and their behaviour. I looked at all of that. No, couldn't find out anything, nothing correlated. So I then looked at the um, what I was picking up in terms of the conversations and there was a pattern. There's, there's 10 areas in life that we need to get in balance. And when those are in balance, then we will be happier, healthier, et cetera, et cetera. So this then relates to the, the health and well-being of accountants and lawyers because so many, their life is totally out of balance. The work-life balance just it doesn't exist. Especially at the moment, we're recording yeah. this in the middle of January. Yeah. Um, I had a, I'm in a group, and and we had we sent an email around. It was a question that we had to answer, and the the, the accountant came back and said, "I'm too busy. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. I'll do it shortly." And I sent a message back, you know, jokingly, you know, January. How many tax returns? Hundreds. It's got hundreds of tax returns left to do. Yeah. And, and and how much stress is that putting that chap under? Yeah, it's not just January, but it's times of the year because it's quarter, it's month end, it's quarter end. Depending Payroll, on yeah. Sense, 
services that uh, the, the accounting firm provides. Um, it can be, you know, almost every day of the week there's a there's a deadline, and typically accountants don't work well with stress. However, the leadership team they're often different behaviour pattern than the people who are doing the work, which we'll talk more about on the next program. Um, but you know, the, the 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 imbalances are just just screamingly obvious, but nobody sits and looks at it. Nobody kind of takes a step back. But because I've been in in the profession. Um, over many years and consulted as well and done turnarounds and all kinds of things and now with a health perspective um, I, I have no choice but to join the two and it's just leadingly you know glaringly obvious when yeah. you, know, you yeah. know what you know absolutely so I, I i coach accountants and some of them are just so stressed out um and, and so so basically the bottom line is if you want to be healthy, don't be an accountant. Is that is that is that is that what well, you're saying? <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the uh, uh, solutions. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I was looking at some statistics um, for this program, and um, in 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 England, we've got about fifty fifty um, gender um, split between men and women in accountants. In America, it's sixty percent women and forty percent men wow. typically, which I was interested in. But very few women make board level, management level uh, within accountancy practices. And they, a lot of the reason for that is because they are juggling the work home thing, the children, the husband, the, the aging parents, uh, and so on and so forth. And in this day and age, we have so many children who've got issues. There's mental health stuff, there's autism, and it goes on and on. And much of it can be resolved with food, diet, lifestyle, and the mineral imbalances. I have clients coming to me that are on multiple medications mm. and all the medications have side effects and most of them are, are negative side effects and typically somebody might be on five seven nine i don't know why but it's often a, an odd number and they're on one medication for the side effect of the next one so it goes on um, and all of it can be fixed by diet and lifestyle changes you know pretty much every single time so th so the, the the drug companies don't don't like you no they don't no no uh, right okay we've we've literally got 10 well, less than 10 minutes left are we going to have time to go through this list of 10 things we need to sort out um i can tell you if i remember off the top of my head and use my fingers so it's work home um it's work home uh, mind body values attitudes beliefs behaviors friends and family beliefs behaviors and family um, yeah, did you get values and attitude? I got I got values, attitudes. I can't read my writing there. Okay. Work, home, mind, okay. body, yeah. values, attitudes. Beliefs, behaviours, friends and family, work and home. Right. Okay. So, so if you if your job sucks, yeah. change your job. Mm -hmm. If your home life sucks, change your home life. Deal with it, yeah. Yeah. Mind and body. So where the mind goes, the body follows. I'm actually doing a, um, a masterclass this evening. I'm taken to pieces, Napoleon Hill's work, and Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I'm sure you know yep, that book. Yep, yep. Order, I'm sure. Um, so I'm looking at that. I used to teach it in schools years ago. And I'm looking at it in terms of how the business book concepts can be used in terms of health and well-being. I'm doing that tonight, um, free masterclass at 8 o'clock. Um, right, after this show. 
after the show you need to drop the link in here um everyone's everyone's going to be coming on that okay so that's your mind and body yeah then yeah so where the mind goes the body follows so the thoughts the thinking um if we're you know you've only got to look at somebody physically and you can tell if they're in a good mood or a bad mood they're feeling happy confident whatever and their body is you know reacting in the way whatever's in the mind um friends and family so often friends and family like to put their tuppence worth in um and give their opinions when they know absolutely nothing all about health and well-being um and that's where you get confusion you get people not wanting to upset the friends or the family so they're listening they're taking all this nonsense on when their health um needs their own energy that you know you can't give your energy you're dealing with stage four cancer you have to your job is to get you fixed mm-hmm. you can't you know be, be dealing with anybody else's stuff and managing their fear because a lot of the friends and family it's about fear they don't want to lose you they don't want you to make the wrong decision so you end up with all this pressure um so it's friends and family um home and work um values beliefs and attitudes so what you believe in what your attitude is towards well-being what your attitude is to holistic healing or uh, we're not talking alternative we're talking integrative or complementary um health and well-being strategies and there's tons of them basically going back to what grandma used to do um is a is a good idea um the um the nutrition side of things so that so that falls within the body nutrition is huge absolutely huge um and what else is there um beliefs behave beliefs behaviors uh, values you've, we've, uh, co- values. We've, we've we've covered it all so it's yeah. so it's so it's all about thinking about it and believing in it and and so so you 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 came on at this at the top of the show and said that you're 67 mm-hmm. you don't look it but you don't act it and so your belief is you're not old and so you, and, and 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 that's the thing and people people say to me oh ash you're, you're so positive mm-hmm. i still believe i'm i'm 19 yeah um yeah. and 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 i think that's the thing isn't it it's it's huge difference absolutely i've been accused of being too positive and um right that's another show because i get that all the time especially mm-hmm. from my wife mm-hmm. um why are you so happy i'm just I just am um yeah. so i've got a little grandson okay and he's three and everything to him is like oh wow and it's all brilliant and you know you know when you've got little kids and you're planning something you spell it out don't you because a three-year-old can't spell yeah and and, and we were we were ch- chatting the other day at dinner uh the family that eats together stays together so that that's, yeah. that's one thing that we we do a lot um and we were talking about him going to bed and having a shower so um his his dad turned around to my daughter and said um we're going to give him an s-h-o-w-e-r and he's he knows we're talking about it goes yeah that's great (laughs) you don't even know what we're talking about but but at that age everything is great everything is exciting and do you know i'm a little bit like that and that's that's i I think that's why i i just enjoy stuff yeah me too nothing nothing is a problem all right stage four cancer right okay let's let's get on with it you know, just on with it. I've spoken to two, two potential clients today, um, same thing, and they, you know, they've got all the fear and worry and everything. People tell me I give them hope, and I mean, as I say, I've, I've helped many turn things around, and um, not just cancer, but you know, other things as well. There's a lot of misdiagnosis out there. A lot of people come to me. I had a run on people coming to me with MS, multiple sclerosis, 
and they don't have MS, they have a misdiagnosis, their mineral imbalances are off the chart and those affect the hormones and, and it affects menopause. So, you know, there's loads of different, and the hormone disruptors obviously can lead to cancers, but it's all fixable with diet and lifestyle. There's foods that have got, you know, hormonal stuff in them, estrogen and, and so on. So um, there we are. It's not rocket science. It's not, but but I think I think the trouble is we can be lazy and we just stick to the same old, same old that we know and listen to the doctors and stuff like that. We need to listen more to Elaine Godley. Um, definitely back in a, in a few weeks' time. So that is the 13th of February. But you're going to have to come back again. You, I, I, this has blown my mind today. You've been an absolutely amazing guest. Uh, Pavel's come on and said a couple of things. Regimented medicine with very segregated responsibilities does fail quite often on a diagnostic outcome and treatment. And yeah. then he's just said there's a connection between the level of optimism and help. Even me, he's mostly fact-based, believe into it. And it, 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 it is. It's all about believing all, all of these amazing things. Um, right. So it's tonight, your masterclass. It is, yeah. Napoleon right. how do we How do we get onto that? I'll put the, the link in the, the show note things, but it's basically, I'm um, going on LinkedIn. So find me on LinkedIn, Elaine Godley, the disc profiler on LinkedIn. And we will and, find you on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have been absolutely fantastic today. Um, I could just talk to you for hours. Um, this is a live show, so I've got to stop now. Um, but but you're going to come back, please. Um, this is yes, amazing. And I, and, I, and I will be with you this evening and hopefully some of the other people will as well. Um, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to next week's guest. And I've got one more question to ask you. Um, so where are we next week? I've got Ben Westerby coming on. I don't know if you've seen him, but Ben Westerby is an FD accountant and every single Friday on LinkedIn, he tells us a joke. Um, and so we're going to chat to him about his business, about how he uses LinkedIn and um, hopefully get him to crack a few jokes. So that's next week. Uh, don't forget on the 13th of February, we've got Elaine back again. But Elaine, I always ask my guests this question uh, at the end of the show. When you were at primary school, what did you want to do when you left school? Be a policeman. Well, policewoman, actually. A, a police, police person. You wanted to be a police person. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think what you're doing is is equally as important. So, uh, no, fantastic. So, why why did you want to be a, a copper? Uh, my dad was in the police. My dad. Ah, was fantastic. Police, but I I actually had I have been a policewoman. I, I did I did achieve that. Oh, you did it. Oh, well done. My goodness. We don't have long enough to talk to you. Elaine, you've been an absolute superstar. Thank you to uh, everybody for listening, watching and uh, all your comments. And we will be back uh, very soon. And uh, thanks very much indeed. Thanks, Elaine. Thank you. There we go. That's the end of another show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe, start downloading and tell everybody else that you like this podcast. If you want to reach out, if you've got any questions, I'm always on LinkedIn. I'm the 15-minute guy. You can find me dead easy. It's Ashley Leeds. And you can find me on my website at www.just.15mins.day. And on there, you'll find loads of free resources and ways to contact me and book a meeting with me. So thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. You get out what you put in. Never gonna lose, never gonna win. Long as you're happy, you're always gonna grin. You get out.